Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. What you do see is you go to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And you type that little address in there, and then you say, I would like to subscribe for a dollar, or two dollars, or three dollars, or five dollars, because I want to get the music, or ten dollars, because I want my name at the end of the show, or whatever reason you're going to be supporting the Sun Ranto Show and keeping us on the air, whether it's that you want to help us pay our website hosting bill, which is coming up for 200 bucks, whether it's you want to help us pay to keep the show streaming on StreamYard, what, if you just want to help buy us tickets and beer, if you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show per year, well, that's like subscribing basically at like the $3 level. So get it done. You get the show early, ad-free. There's perks at every level. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us. It's how we keep the lights on here. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. What can I say? We were big spenders, but now we're poor. We were contenders, but now we're manure. <laughs> and so, dear Cubs fans, you're just gonna have to fucking endure. The dream is over. All right, so I gotta say, those were lyrics. By Sun Ranto's very own Creepy Crawly hiding under rocks, sitting in a tree. And uh, he sent me this song. I think he's in a dark place. He's waking up, writing lyrics like a teenage girl going through a breakup. And, uh, oh, man, it's it's sad out there. I mean, you know, the, basically Jed came out. We'll start right here. Um, the, Jed came out, and he said, we were expecting to be spenders but instead, it's obvious we're selling and we're calling everybody, which I see, Michael, you're making a very skeptical face right now. So uh, I, th- I, I, think I'm, I think I'm calling bullshit on that. Yeah, I think I'm calling bullshit. Uh, nobody who is expecting to be spenders at the trade deadline got rid of you, Darvish, <laughs> and uh, Victor Caratini for fucking nothing in the offseason. Nobody, no team, no team did that. 
Yeah, I well, know the, the Cubs. The Cubs did Jed Hoyer a favor by sucking up because that was going to put the Cubs in an extremely uncomfortable position. The goal was never to win this year, and we all kind of laughed the whole. I know it was all over Twitter, the major league type thing, like let's screw the owners, and they didn't have the depth. They weren't good enough. Uh, it, it the the fall from grace though it was one that is is one for the books. This was the Cubs' playoff odds before the no-hitter, okay? They had a 35% chance of making the playoffs, 29% chance of winning the division, six in the wild card. That was the day the, they, were, they pitched the no-hitter, the combined no-hitter. These are the playoff odds most recently. They have a 2% chance to win the division and a 2% chance to win the wild card, a 5% chance in total. Uh, you basically, you know, that's not going to cut it anymore. That's 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 it. You're not going to spend. And we've been saying for a couple of weeks that we're pretty far away from even if you were to spend. You know, you're like, okay, how much are you going to spend? You need two pitchers. You need another bat. Right. Like you need a lot. You're not a piece away. You're multiple pieces away. So it's like, it, but. And they went into this season knowing that once they traded you, Darvish. But I think it's pretty funny that they're like, well, we were going to spend. But it's like it's like you went out, you know, with your kids, and you're like, and you and you're driving around, <laughs> and you're like, you get in a car accident or something like that, and you're like, you get to get the car towed, and you know, and so on. The you're in the tow truck, and you're on the way to the mechanic, and the kids are in the back, and you know, everybody, and you're like, well, I was gonna take us out for ice cream. But we got in that car accident, so now nobody's going to get ice cream. Actually, Danny, I would say it's more like you throw the kids in the car, right? They know you're going someplace special or whatever, and you go and you purposefully drive them to the McDonald's that you know just shut down. Fucking boards on the windows and shit. (laughs) And you're like, kids, I did everything I could. I was going to take you to fucking Playland. And uh, it's closed. I guess yeah. there's nothing we can do. Yep. Let's That's fucking exactly. go home. I'm gonna give you hot dogs. Well, <laughs> let's listen. Let's listen to the man himself here. Well, um, you know, I think I've always said that you know, you're trying to look at the standings too much. I think that you can. You have to look at how, look at the kind of baseball you're playing. And you know, we came off an 11 game losing streak. So, you know, listen, we we believed in these guys since since 2015. They've had a ton of success, and I, I would never count these guys out. But 11 days ago, we were certainly like fully on the buy side of this of this transaction, and everyone was calling about that. And obviously, people are now calling to see which players were available. So it's a very different scenario than we expected. And you know, life comes at you fast. You know, 11 game 11 days ago is not where we were mentally, and uh, obviously, you know, 11 games certainly changes a lot of things. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. It is a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. And you can talk to me, uh, Michael Crawley, every Tuesday at 6 o'clock when we do our regular show. Uh, you can talk to other fans, uh, athletes are on there, uh, sports insiders, and it's all in real time. Uh, it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news. And uh, you can share your own experiences on the app because it's totally interactive. 
Okay, once again, it is free. It is an audio-only social media platform. It's just for sports fans. Uh, You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Uh, And you can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, executives. Everybody's on there. So uh, join in on the conversations with me on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. And follow Sun Ranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O Show. And uh, we'll be there uh, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Come on through, talk with me, uh, and download the Spotify Green Room app in the iOS or Android app store. Uh, you create your own profile, you link your Twitter, you join the Cubs League, you join the MLB group, and you follow Sun Ranto Show. You'd be notified when my room goes live, okay? Now, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. That's uh, Tuesday at 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Yeah, that was kind of hard to hear. Is he was speaking so low because he's depressed. He's obviously depressed. He's like, well, you know, we thought we'd be somewhere else. And these guys, they put it together before. Well, but, you know, I mean. He, he's depressed because 11 days ago, Jed was going, you know what? This fucking team might do it. All they have to do is make a good showing, and then I'm going to look like the best goddamn president of baseball there's ever been because I took a a team that had all these problems, and I got them to the fucking playoffs, and me and Rossi, we're going to fucking be the toast of the town. Like, that's all we got to do. And then 11 days later, he's like, oh, I'm never going to have a job again. I forgot (laughs) what the Ricketts were doing to me. Well, and it's frustrating because, you know, the, the tear down, and we've been talking about this forever, the tear down should have happened a long time ago. Like, they were they were far away. This is a broken offense from, what, 2018, I believe, was when that happened, when they scored one run over and over again. But the offense would disappear. They was kept with all their guys. Every single first-round draft pick. Look at Ian Happ. He's fallen down a black hole. I don't know what the hell. He needs to start drinking tea or something because the morale coffee is not working. Then you got, I mean, that's first-round draft pick. Almora, gone. The only one they hit on was freaking Bryant. And then so Theo gets to leave town looking like a genius who won the World Series, and they leave it to Jed to basically have to fall on his sword and dismantle the team. And it started with Darvish. And and unfortunately, uh, they didn't do it. It's too late. Schwarber, they get rid of. They don't get they get nothing for him. You know, it's over and over and over, mistake after mistake after mistake. Um, and you know, and I think the thing that annoys me the most about it, they think they're so fucking smart. That's what annoys me. Like they're acting like, oh well, we knew this was coming, and I'm like, no, this was a slow motion train wreck that all the fans saw, and you kept thinking you were smart, and everybody knew you were doing stupid shit. Lyle train. It's a train wreck on multiple levels and for multiple reasons. And we've talked about don't let a good pandemic go to waste. The pandemic is going to make this situation exponentially worse. I'm going to kind of go through some things here. Uh, Just so everyone knows, the losing streak, which finished at 11. I was at the last game of the losing streak Tuesday night when they got absolutely crushed 15 to five. Uh, That was absolutely awful. But, uh, Hey, we almost, we, we got, we evened up with 1973, 1954, and 1943. So that's historic, right? Uh, do you remember that 1997? They started out with 14 lost seasons. So that was pretty, uh, crappy. But just look at how bad this is. This isn't just bad. Like, this is just awful. 
the second time this season the Cubs have allowed 10-plus runs in consecutive games. Okay, so what was that? Was that Monday, Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday. Second time they've uh, allowed consecutive games. They did this once, 2015. They only allowed 10 runs once from 2015 to 2020. They've allowed 10 runs four times since June 25th. I mean, that's just awful. Uh, Not I got a follow-up, Crawley. I got a follow-up to your uh, to your losing streak, Gordon Wittenmeyer uh, tweet uh, when he went through all the losing streaks. Uh, Nisei Lounge actually retweeted Gordon, and I'm just going to do an early TFC here because Nisei said, "Counterpoint: The 2021 Cubs are to be commended for honoring Jackie Robinson by resolutely sticking at 42 wins." Nice. <laughs> so, here, here again, we got the positive, Colin. <laughs> Eric Sogard's five appearances as a pitcher this season are mo- already the most in a career by a Cubs position player over the last 100 seasons. We've it's seen pathetic. Eric We've seen Eric Sogard pitch more the last 14-15 days than we've seen Craig Kimbrell pitch. And then two or fewer runs you can add to the list. The Cubs have scored two or fewer in 32 of 89 games this year. I'm doing the math going uh 6 and 30 in those games that includes three or fewer two or fewer in 16 of their last 24 for a 4 and 16 record. Yeah. So that's they, kind of where we are here. They disappear and you know and a lot of it has has to do with uh you know the lack of starting pitching going late in the games the bullpen was stellar they finally got exposed we were kind of expecting that and then on and then on top of it you have an offense that absolutely disappears. So you, you know, you had a, even when you were winning games back in June or back in May, even when you were winning games back then, you weren't doing it by scoring a lot of runs. You're doing it, the whole narrative then was, oh, we're winning by one run every night. This is amazing. They're winning the tight games, and everybody that was the narrative. But it was bullshit because they still weren't scoring runs. They were still not. I mean, they they hit a lot of solo bombs. Like I, I put up something the other day, and I actually have it sitting here on a, a like a. A deposit slip. <laughs> you know, somebody reminded me of, of Sun Ranto. And Carl, you don't remember this, but when I was infested with ants one summer, and uh, I had a, an ant-killing dollar that I guess Because they'd just be crawling on me in the middle of the podcasting. But this is my um, stat-writing deposit slip. And um, they've uh, out of, out of um, all of the home runs that they've hit – uh, it's uh, very few of them have been the highest percentage uh, has been with nobody on base. Like they've all been solo shots. Uh, they, I forget exactly how many they've hit. It's like 106 or something. And it, or maybe it's not that high, but it, but a good 70 of them are, you know, it's like 70% of them. The home runs are solo shots. And like, they've only got two grannies on the year. They, and here's what really killed me. They only have, see uh three they have only five three run homers all year yeah five so, i mean that's that's like that's nothing so you you have a team that's that totally disappeared if you if you're hitting if you're hitting the fifth most home runs in the major leagues yet scoring like an average to below average amount of runs versus other teams you're simply just not hitting you're not getting on base. Your your lineup construction is dog shit, and it's been that way all year. So even when you're all the wins, like one run wins, who cares? You know. Yeah, it, it's when you invite all your friends over to help you move, and you have to invite like twenty of them because you know fifteen are gonna fucking stand there and do nothing. 
Like they'll carry one lamp and you're like, thanks for the fucking one lamp, dude. And, and it just takes for fucking ever. You never get anything done. They're just standing around. These guys get hits. How many times during the sp- streak did they actually out-hit. lead in hits? They out hit the other team. They scored first. They did all this shit, but then that's it. They would never bring anybody in. The runners in scoring position is ridiculous. Our, so, the RBI stat is dead, so nobody cares anymore. Like, it's fine. So, <laughs> when you take a look at this, you're, you're getting into the semantics of rebuild and retool. And this was from Jed the other day, talking about how this is different from 2012. You know, 2012, and I, and I was there. We were all there for this. I agree 100%. It's not dire like it was in 2012 when everything was just complete shit. It's not like that. And so Jed said, we're going to have roster turnover. We need to do that. That's inevitable. You control guys for six or seven years. Doesn't last forever. So we'll have a turnover. But, yeah, this is not a rebuild. And that's fine. I get what he says that. But this is why Cubs fans should be worried. If you remember, when Theo and Jed came, the baseball operations department was garbage. Like it was one of the worst. It was like antiquated compared to modern ones. And they built that shit up. Now, here's the problem. Yes, we're nowhere near as bad as what it was in 2012 when those guys came in and had to do what they did, which was tear everything down to the studs. But here's the problem now in in 2021 and moving further. And this is from a great piece from The Athletic that came out today, okay? So we know that they're open for business, right? But here's the problem. Buyers no longer pay a huge price for rental players. You're not going to get a Glabar Torres. You're not going to get... Uh, Fernando Tatis, you're not going to get anything big. So get that in mind. Issue number two here is the Cubs pro scouting departments depleted. Okay. And then the other issue is that there's less available information on prospects. So like Ed Howard, Cubs drafted him. He didn't have a senior year in high school. Maybe he would have had a shit year. Maybe he would have had an amazing year. You don't know. Minor leaguers didn't have a season last season, and they've had a shortened season. So you have less information to make choices on if you're going to get it. You laid off hundreds of employees, including lots of people in the operations, player development, scouting. And now you have a system that's good, but you have a lot of injuries. You have Amaya injured, Marquez injured, Franklin injured, Thompson injured. So a lot of these guys that they're hoping to retool with, like, again, so let's take next year and say, okay, we're going to suck next year, but we're going to be really good in 2023. That timeline is now thrown off because of these injuries. And, again, you're going to be asked to make trades and do these things with less people, with less information. It is going to be infinitely harder to do what they pulled off in twenty the twenty twelve to twenty fourteen, well, and and I mean, if if the Darvish trade is any indication, the whole thing and what I'm hearing about, let's say Chris Bryant and let's say the Mets, for example, they're sending scouts down to their single A club to look at that. That's what the rumor is, or maybe it's actually confirmed that the Cubs have had scouts that they've seen them at Mets single A. So if you're kicking the can down that far, single A, you're still looking at a few years before these guys get up and they develop the way that they want them to. So let's say you're going to trade Brian off for what? Single A lottery ticket or single A prospect? I mean, well, it's, I it's think not going to be lottery. one. It's not going to be one prospect, right? And that's why they're going low because the lower you go, the more prospects you can get. And I think what we found out with you know, this last 10 years, unless it's, it's, 
it, unless it's like a first round pick, Cubs really don't know what the fuck they're doing. Even the so, first round pick stuck. Right. So they're just going out and they're like, well, if we can get five guys for Bryant at single A, we have a much better chance of hitting on one of those just because of the numbers than we do if we go for one guy from a triple A or It's like double giving a. me five pennies for a quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our, our, our friend Joe Kilgowan has talked about, you know, Cub fans need to really kind of make sure that the Cubs are spending this offseason. But I'm going to go one step further, is that you don't have to do single A. If you do Chris Bryant or you do Craig Kimbrell, you can get top-notch prospects if you're willing to pay the deal. We'll pay Craig Kimbrell the rest of his salary. We'll pay however many millions he's owed. We'll pay Chris Bryant's full salary. But in exchange, you give us good, solid double-A players. Double-A is where you really want to look. Double-A, there's still, you know, triple-A, you have a lot of guys like Trenchy and Brony and stuff. like. you got a lot of guys that are kind of maybe never will be, but could come up in a pinch or something or maybe you catch some lightning there. Triple-A, uh, you can find some pitchers and stuff. When you look at position players, that's where you really start to look at those double-A guys. And so if you want something, you're going to have to spend. And, again, the if you that's where you should really take a look at it. If you sit there in the Cubs say, we're going to take five players for Chris Bryant at single A. Then you should be pissed. If you say, "Hey, we're going to get we're going to get uh, a top ten from a really good farm system and another couple guys right outside the top ten, but we're going to pay Brian's salary to do that," then you can start being like, "Okay, well, hopefully this is doing it the right way." Instead of, like I said, just giving these guys up for magic beans. I mean, but what I if really... but what if the top ten uh, prospect is a single A guy? You know, I mean, then, it could be. And great, but but it's still that that puts your horizon out much further. You know right. what they promised us years ago was that they were always going to compete, and that's why they keep using the word retool as opposed to rebuild. But you know they they lie to us all the time, and they're going to say whatever they're going to say, and what it looks like is a, a rebuild. Unless they spend in the offseason and they're like, no, we're competing every year. We're just going to do it with different players. If you believe that they're going to do that, I need to – well, I don't know. i got a bridge to sell you, really. But because I, I do think that they're thinking more um, further out. I think they are thinking two, three years down the horizon. I, I, I don't think they are going to spend. I think that they – somehow in their brain that uh, the whole CBA thing is a reason to not do it. I don't understand why. You know, you had the – some teams go for it in the weirdest years, you know, like why did the Reds go for it last year? Like they got screwed with COVID and stuff, but why right. did they go for it? Cause they saw you know, they could win the central. Yeah. There was when you have an opportunity to go, that, for it, you go for it. And that's yeah. what I was saying two, three weeks ago. Right. Like when we were talking about this team, like what we have to do, you, you don't let the ownership off the hook. You don't let the front office off the hook. If you have a chance to win, you fucking go for it. And now, because of the 11-game skid, they get to fucking do what they were going to do anyway, but there's not much we can say about it because we can't bitch too much that they, you know, aren't going for it when they are clearly out of it now. Right. Yeah. And my, my whole point in that whole discussion, though, is that when the Reds went for it, they had – I, they didn't have holes. Like I looked at that lineup and I think in a 162 game season, I think that they get far. I think that they may get to the CS, 
would have been my guess, is when you take a look, they had, uh, who's a rapist? Trevor Bauer. They had uh, Luis Castillo. They had um, uh, Sonny Gray. They had great pitching. They, they, had, they had great hitting in Castellanos and Winter. Eugenio Suarez, Otto yeah. and Winkler. You had great bullpen. You had everything. You, that was their year, and they got screwed. I mean, it was – I feel real bad. But I never sat there and felt the same way going into this year. Like, well, maybe the Cubs will gel it together. To, you know, we hoped for a miracle at the beginning of the season, and I just was looking at the team. I saw a lot of the same problems. I saw a better bullpen than I expected to see. But I saw starters that just could not compete in October. And they, I, I said this numerous times. They were two you – know, ace, like an ace – and a two away from competing. And you're just, you're not going to find that on the, no, not too yeah. many guys are going to go aces and number twos. And and at least not for a massive, massive haul that well, the Cubs have. Well, speaking of number twos, <laughs> should we talk about Jake Arrieta? Oh my God. He, he really took a number two <laughs> the other night in the game. And, and then uh, I guess, well, let's talk about the IL, I guess, because we got some problems here again. Oh, Where's the drop, Danny? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm finding it. Oh. I'm, I'm looking at the lineup for today, and uh, luckily I do see that Javier Baez is in the lineup, so he's back uh, today. He was day-to-day. He had a thumb but, thing, right? Yeah, and then but uh, then there's KB still not in the lineup, and I and I wonder. I know he's day to day, little hamstring thing. I wonder if they're really being so careful with him because he has some trade value, and they don't want to like blow. Up. They know what can happen to him because you know the last bunch of years got ruined when he got hurt. So. Um, I, I'm just wondering if it's like really that serious of a hamstring problem or if it's just like, let's keep him out so we can trade him. Um, because the more he plays, the more apt yeah, he but, is to hurt himself because that's what he does. I don't know. I think the book on him is that he's injury prone. So I don't think that's going to be the way to do it. You know what I mean? You don't want to pull him out because he's hurt because that just plays into the Narrative, you know, yeah, the narrative. So, yeah, you I mean, can see all the guys this year and how many hamstrings have been blown out and stuff like that. They're not, they're not going to mess around, especially when he is one of the guys that you're you're looking to trade. That's all you need is for him to really tear that thing and be out. If he's out three to four weeks, then that's it. You're, you're not trading him. You passed the trade deadline. Yeah, let him rest that shit. Even if he's out all weekend, doesn't matter. They've already given up. And so, uh, even right. if he's out all weekend against the Cardinals. You know, you just let him um, it, let him rest through the all-star break, come back, hit a bunch of home runs. He'll look like old Chris Bryant. You trade him right before the deadline, and then right. But what, here come, but the, once here again, come the single-A teenagers. What the fuck are they doing with – He's not in the I, lineup? No, no, he is. He is. Oh. Jeff says he isn't, but I unless they changed it, sitting here. I thought he wasn't. It. I thought it was uh, Alcantara's shortstop. I don't think you're right uh, on Yump, that. Yumper said that he uh, is in. So we uh, got we got differing opinions here. It's, well, we, I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, but okay, there he is well, right there. What I was going to say, what the fuck Could are the Cubs doing with the IL? You have Chris Bryant, who has a minor hamstring thing. But 
it's at a time of the year when we have a fucking all-star break coming. Put them on the 10-day. Just yeah, doesn't let matter. him go home for a few days, take the all-star off, and then he's fucking back. He could go to all-star and just sit around, right? But he won't play. But he can be there just to hang out. And then you get him back. Why are they? Why do they constantly do this? Let's keep him on the bench, even though we can't use him. Like they do with Rizzo for four days or whatever. Yeah, can't use him. And then, uh, and at this point, you kind of you've already lost the eleven games. You know. Yeah. So the other one I, is uh, the Arietta situation. Wait, there's and, two of them, right? There's two of them. Two what? Arietta and Sogard are injured. They're injured. Yeah, we got two of these ones, and, and I, I love this. Uh, I, I, I've got um, this. Uh, I'm going to do another early TFC, and that's uh, it's kind of also a visual one. But um, Megan, what's her name? Montemore, Montemore? Yeah. What's her name? Yeah, she said, uh, Jake Arietta has been placed on the 10-day IL with right hamstring tightness. Um, and then Jonathan uh uh, Def Boricua does the – he's got the uh, doctor – what's his name, Dr. Evil? Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Evil with the uh, injured <laughs> – with the, yeah. <laughs> the quote size. And then there's another one here. Um, Evan Altman from uh, Cubs Insider and the rant says he has ERA inflammation. And Justin Bates says he sprained his suctoral muscle, <laughs> which I, I believe uh, – so did Sogard. Sogard's got a bad case of suckitis. And uh, that put him on the aisle. Now, uh, dude, so what? What is that um, situation with Sogard? That's remember? just like that's just like do this for us, and we'll take care of you. You're getting you your remember, millions. Don't worry about it. You remember when I told you um, on the temperature check last time? I said the Cubs were going to end their winning streak on Monday, losing streak on Monday, which I was wrong about. I said the Cubs are going to take two out of three from the. Uh, or they were going to split the series, which they didn't. But I said that was going to be one of the last games you ever see Jake Arrieta start in. I was at that game Tuesday night, and and it was brutal. And I, we'll talk about that more when we get to the game. But this is a save face, try to get things right. I don't know if he's going to start again. I don't know what's going to happen. Here's what I can tell you from being literally at the game is he could not have gotten the guy out to save his life. Yeah. No different than Sogard can get some outs every now and then just because somebody just like accidentally hits one right at somebody or something. But he, he has no ability to get anyone out right now. And the Cubs did one of two things. They're either trying to save face or they pitched him while he was injured. And either way, it's embarrassing. Yeah. The Cubs always seem to have that either or, and both are bad. Both are terrible. Like they're either liars or they're lying about this. Or, or right. the truth is worse, you know, or right. something like that. He uh, was injured, and you let him go for three starts, or I forget how many starts that would have been because you think this had been May, including three starts during the 11-game losing streak. You thought that was a good fucking idea. Yeah, and then the headline the next day was, you know, is Jake Arrieta done? And Jake's like, not even close. Not even close. I still got a lot in the tank. <laughs> right. Oh, I was like, what? Nudge, say no more. Um, yeah, it was, and then, um, so it's, it's sad. And the thing about it that really sucks that I was thinking about is that we had already said goodbye to Jake Arrieta. He had had already had that moment where he walked off the mound and he triumphantly, you know, waved his hat and then he went and signed somewhere else. And we had had that 
was done for us emotionally. Who it wasn't done for was John Lester, which is the same idea. A total yeah. just nostalgia play, a guy that might have a little bit in the tank. You know, and Lester hasn't been great. I'm not saying and we should have gotten he, him no, back. Lester either. hasn't been great, but he's fucking twice as good as Arietta. Yeah, he's been serviceable, nice. which is what you needed. Yeah, exactly. Just a serviceable fifth starter. You know, maybe takes a start off every now and again just to get it back together. But Jake Arietta has been total dog shit for a while, and so now, and I've been thinking for a few weeks, like, why doesn't Mills just take his place? But you can't – is it ego? You can't put Arietta in the pen. Not that you want him in the pen either, but, like, maybe that's something he could do. Yeah. Well, and, let, him, and, let him close when Kibble's gone. I don't know. Yeah. This is sort of the Michael Jordan playing on the Washington Wizards. <laughs> Fucking, just like, like just everybody off. was, like, interested when he showed up, and then they're all like, hmm, nobody <laughs> wanted this. This wasn't – like, he's he's 58 now. I don't think he should be playing. It's just well, sad. Stogard <laughs> was – I mean, like, honestly, people were ready to come with pitchforks and torches to Wrigley. Everyone was so fucking oh, ex- Except for the one fucking dude that found me on Twitter and argued with me all night long about how how great fucking Sogard was. And, and because I bitched because I was like, oh, they're replacing wisdom with Sogard. I'm fucking done. And then, like, two hours later, I go in and I see, like, this dude's on my shit. And so then I just started fucking with him, and he just kept going, doubling down, like, Sogard's great. I like Sogard. Fucking Sogard gives you a professional at bat. And I'm like, I don't know what you're watching. <laughs> Wait, th- that was actually me and my burner account arguing with you. Well, so Was it? Yeah. <laughs> what he doesn't That do- would not surprise me because it was a crazy take. I was just like, dude, you're I the think- only one. I think what he – I don't know what he's trying to say because it seems weird. I, he does give you professional at-bats. The problem is is when he makes contact, the exit velocity is 35 miles per hour off the bat. <laughs> so he's not swinging like a pig out of his shoes. He can be a pesky at-bat. But honestly, if I'm a pitcher, I throw it right down the middle at 85 miles per hour and be like, hit it, dude. Go ahead. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to literally hit it right back to the pitcher. It, it's it's like that. So yes, he gives you a professional at bat. He has no power. He he can't hit the ball hard in any direction. Like most of his hits that I've seen are those duck snorts that go between like the outfielder and the two yeah. infielders. Like everyone running in. Like that's what he does. And this awful. The, and, and this is what happens when you get the people who don't watch every single game. Right? They only get a few games, and then they see him do something good, and they're like, "Oh, this guy really steps in. And he does some good shit." You know, but. But they aren't there for like later in that inning when he gets picked off of second for no reason whatsoever, or he's fucking running on a pop fly and gets doubled up, like all sorts of dumb shit that this guy does. Or, you know, when he's playing defense and he can't fucking get to a ball, like all of that stuff is Sogard. Yes, he gets a couple of good hits every so often, but if you watch him every day, you're just like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing on this field. Um, oh, he's a pitcher. That's why. Scary, scary thing. Uh, Brad Week is dealing is on the IL with an irregular heartbeat. Ryan Tapera, who you remember, was being used a lot and struggled, especially on that road trip, especially against the Dodgers, is uh, back. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, D. Gordon, who apparently isn't better than Sogard, opted out of his contract. It looked like he was going to fit in great with the Cubs because he had a three percent walk rate and seventeen percent strikeout in Iowa. 
So that I thought I thought he would have fit in perfectly. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Well, it, it's funny. I saw this uh, on the the Bleacher Banter. Um, let me find it real quick. Uh, another TFC. I'm getting them done early. Um, uh, Ken Vengeloff on the Bleacher Banter on Facebook said, "You want to know how bad it is for the Cubs? D. Strange Gordon opted out of his minor league deal with the Cubs to sign another minor league deal." With the Pirates. Like, how bad is it that you're Man. like, you know what? I'll play in the minors, but I'm not doing it for the Cubs. That must have been – that was a coup for uh, our friend John Baker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, John's calling him up. He's like, you don't well, want to. Well, he figures – I mean, I guess, amazingly, he figures he's got a better chance to come up. Probably because he knows that there's no IL coming for any of these guys. So he's never getting called up on that. Well, you got Bodie maybe coming back. He was out at the field the other day. Nico's back. So, like, D. Gordon's position is pretty much blocked. Um, Sogard, you still got, unfortunately, even though he's hurt now. You know, there's, there's, but we have, we've had five second basemen for like three years now. So it's like D. Gordon is screwed his place. He's like, you're the sixth man up there, buddy. I'll go and, to the Pirates. Uh, Robinson Chirinos is back up, and uh, if you remember, he was in the Cubs minor league system for a while, traded in the Matt Garza deal. So what goes yeah, around? Yeah, he was Cubs drafted. He, he's one of those draft picks that worked out so well for the Cubs way back I like, when. I like what Jordan Bastian uh, tweeted about uh, Chirinos, who homered uh, in game two of the series versus the Phillies. You, you Were you still there, Crawley? Or? Yeah, you know me. I don't leave. I was still there. I was excited. Okay. I'm like, Oh, look, Robert Torino's first at bat, and then he had a home run. And I was, like, being sarcastic at first. I'm like, no, he actually did something. So he was signed by the Cubs on July 2nd, 2000. Uh, <laughs> 20 2000. years yeah, ago. 21 years ago. Yeah. Dude, I was, <laughs> I was like, 26. You, you know what? <laughs> July 2nd, 2000. Yeah, I was just barely out of the Army. I was, uh, I was thin. I was, uh, it was, I was on Broadway. God, I wish I could go back there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I have to say, hey. Superstar. Go to the nude beach with my friend Luther. It was awesome. Great job, Robinson Chirino. So this dude has a has a 21-year professional baseball career. As a catcher. That's amazing. As a catcher. Yeah. So, so Robinson Chirino gets his first hit in a Cubs uniform 21 years later with that home run in the ninth inning. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, it's just something he could always – I don't know. Maybe he doesn't care. He's like, whatever. This team's the sucks. only like, thing that would have been cooler. Again. The only thing that would have been cooler if he would have fucking like stepped on home plate and been like, peace, I'm out. I'm That's out. It. There's this, my fucking, career. this is how I end my yeah. career. This yeah. is the best way to do it. Fucking just walks off. And then That's the Cubs cool. are like, have no catcher for the next two weeks. Well, or, you know, the Chirinos home run and, uh, was on Tuesday night, and also uh, Rizzo and Javi got their gold gloves in the ceremony before the uh, game started. Because Lord knows after the game started, I mean, it all went to shit. But that was kind of cool to see that. And that's the first uh, shortstop in 50 years to get the gold glove for the Cubs. 50 years. Yeah. So that so 50 years ago, that who was, was it Ernie Banks? No, Ernie was first baseman by then, and maybe even retired by then. Fifty years ago, it would have been seventy-one. Would it be Don Kessinger? Uh, yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, seventy-one would have been some other cloud. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it had to have been Kessinger. Um, I'm looking up because that was on Tuesday, correct? That they got their gold gloves. Yeah, that (laughs) was game game one. 
Do we want to get into the games or do we have more to Javi Javi had an error on the night of his gold gloves. (laughs) The Cubs committed three errors on gold glove night. You know, it's just like Peterson booted that ball in left field. And then uh, Wilson Contreras had a catcher's interference that counts as an error, but Javi booted one the night he got his gold glove. Peterson had Peterson had two errors on that fucking play. I think he only got charged with one, but that was Horrific. Well, let's 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 hear let's hear the poem for game one. All yeah, right, let's go. Let's get into these games. Cubs poem eighty five, Philadelphia thirteen, Chicago three. Whispers echo through Wrigley, teasing and taunting. Pull Davies early. Ta- oh wait, is this the right one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Pull Davies early. Tax the bullpen. Bad send. Put in Sogard. Bases loaded K's. Laughter at loss. Ross. Billionaire boss. Yogi's voice. It's deja vu all over again. L flag 10. You know, this one, I mean, I'll I'll put up the box score here. And you could see it was relatively close. It was 2-2. to Then the Philadelphia Phillies got two in the sixth. And, but it was the eighth. It was, the, you know, the dastardly top of the eighth inning, six-run eighth, and then they added just insultingly three more in the ninth, but that was off of Eric Sogard <laughs> at that point. But, like, what drove me nuts about this was this, this none of this needed to happen. Um, Sogard was to blame for any runs scoring in the eighth inning, in my opinion. So I tweeted this out. That night, I said, if Eric Silgar doesn't throw low to Wilson and they get that double play, uh, then uh, so it would have gone, what, home to first double play. But Wilson couldn't handle throw, and I don't know if he's going to be safe in first inning. But if they get a double play, then the next walk doesn't score a run because it's not a force out, correct? So, And then he boots one right after it. Not a hard hit ball. I'll give it that much. I don't even think he was charged with an error. That was a hard hit ball. But he does not field the ball. Um, and then the, he, he's not a more. good defensive player. That's no. what you're saying. So that would have been, and then when Javi comes up afterwards, hits a home run, solo shot. It's already garbage time, so who knows if he hits home run? Then it's a four three game going into the ninth. Eric Sogard's uh, not pitching at that point after basically ruining the game defensively, and it's just like that's what frustrated me. Is like that when sometimes this team, when one little thing goes wrong. It's they implode completely implode. Like we've seen this, uh, we've you know rinse, wash, repeat with this shit. Like close game, close game, close game, ten run eighth for the Brewers. Like the Brewers did it to us, or or well, it, when we scored seven in the first and then couldn't even. That was Jake's start before this one. You know, like they can't do anything. There's nothing they can do to get an out. But Danny, here's the bad part about that. Say they don't get those six runs in the eighth. Doesn't fucking matter. They're not coming back from two down. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. yeah they would have lost four three. So <laughs> right. let's get to the, let's get to the Jake Arietta. Let's get to game two, the poem on game two. All right. Oh, one more thing about game one. I think Zach Davies. It, oh no, see that's a, that's the mill start. Uh, wait, let me put up the Davies line here. Oh. Uh, five innings, two runs, four hits. Two of them were home runs. It wasn't a terrible start. I, I, you know, it wasn't great. It, four hits, 
I think that Davies might be one of the first ones that gets traded. I, he's yeah. on a one-year deal. Everybody needs pitching. And he's, he's one guy that doesn't come up that much as to somebody that we would have that flip. But I think that who cares, man? Like, let's get rid of him if we can. You know, if you're yeah, going to trade. I think he it, doesn't get brought up because no one cares. <laughs> yeah. Right. But any, why, any yeah. team, any, any team that's in the running, right? Yeah. You don't need, he's not going to be your three, right? But if you've got three and you need him as your four and then in the playoffs, you can run him out there in the bullpen. He's got some value right there. Absolutely. And and I, I, I hope they trade him because, yes, just like Crawley said, we don't care. <laughs> we, we don't care. No, no, Zach Davies, don't go. <laughs> Game two. This this one should be a fun poem. Yeah. Did, did you so. need have, do you need death metal in the background for this one? <laughs> Cub poem 86. <laughs> Philadelphia 15, Chicago 10. Cubs scored 10, but they lost again. Streak goes to 11. Ricketts is in heaven. Javi had dongs. Jock fields balls wrong. Say hello, Chirinos. Jake was not even close. This is a bummer. Flying the L all summer. Yeah. Yeah. I I was at this game, and, and it was literally from the very first pitch the, the ball like took a funky bounce and landed like right at the top of the ivy uh, he couldn't he like i said he just he couldn't he didn't know where the ball was going these guys were just absolutely crushing him it was, hit. It was four <sighs> batters the first four batters grand slam yeah how often has that ever happened where literally you go it was like Station to station, and then a grand slam to start a game. That's very rare. Yeah, I would. I would say. I, I wonder how many times in history that's happened. It, 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 nobody said uh, that would have been something interesting to look up because it seems like a pretty rare thing that the first three guys reach and then a grand slam. Maybe yeah, it's not as rare you, as I think. You fit well, but you figure it's so hard to do because one of the guys gets out right, or one of the guys just comes home on a you know on a hit or whatever. You know, you started with a double. That's the thing. It's like you start with a double, and that guy only makes it over to third in the next two batters. Yeah. You figure that's going to end either badly for the offense or whatever. I don't know. I think but, it's pretty rare. And McCutcheon had a great series, too. I mean, uh, you know, that go, that old guy still got it in the tank, you know. Um, Always yeah. hit the Cubs well. Always hit the Cubs when he was with Pittsburgh and then with Philadelphia. He just loves coming to Wrigley. I was hoping that when he cut his hair off that it would be like a Samson effect and he'd lose all his power, but it didn't happen. <laughs> there there he was, giving, hitting balls into the bleachers. Jake Salaturo writes that Jake Arietta gave up more earned runs in 1.2 innings in the second game of the series than he did the final 97 innings in 2015. Whew. When did oh, he When's the last time Jake made it out of the third inning? It's been a little while, right? Like three starts? Um, I'll look it up right now. It was probably the, the last time I remember him doing anything was the San Diego start, like in June. Yeah, well, versus the Dodgers, he did okay on June 25th. He went five, and he gave up two, and the Cubs lost six to two. And then, uh, yeah, then it was five. Even in the San Diego start where he gave up one run and struck out six, he only went five. I mean, 
The longest he's gone was against Milwaukee. I mean, hey, here's the thing. It started out okay. Yeah, oh, the first in month. April, the first month was, was okay, right. and it looked like it was going to be okay, and then it fell precipitously from there, and then there was a bunch of crooked numbers and a lot of, like, getting run from the game pretty quickly after that. It's been it's, – it's unplayable at this present moment, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Danny, on when we were in the green room on Tuesday – we talked a little bit about how much of a rebuild are we here for? And I said, I'm here for, I'm fine if they're going to let the kids play, right? Don't just bring in some fucking garbage uh, major leaguers and throw them out there every day because they're veterans and fucking, you That's know, a tribune move. That's a tribune move. This they is what we're supposed guy. to be. And, and this is where I'm at with Jake right now. There's no fucking reason for Jake Arrieta to be in baseball at all, much less on this team. Let some just start fucking. Who do we have? Abbott, uh, Cole Stewart. We have well, uh, who else? They're, they're, stretching, they're stretching Justin Steele they're, out. They're, I know they're yeah. doing that in uh, Iowa. So he started and maybe. More. Maybe you need Jake for another start in order to get these guys a little bit better, but he's on the IL, so it doesn't fucking matter. But get rid of Jake. Nobody needs to see this anymore. Yeah, Nobody. Let's uh, just see what the fuck, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're losing all of his starts and we're going into the bullpen anyway. So how about you bring out a Steel Stewart bullpen game yeah. every every five days or an Abbott steal. Get him, Stewart. get him some experience. Let's see some, let's see that September call up situation as an, as a July, August call up. And they've all, all already pitched this year. Right. Yeah. So it's not like you're bringing somebody up and it's starting any sort of clocks or it's doing anything odd. Like you're just fucking bringing these guys up at this point. Well, you're not messing with the 40 man roster. Yeah, the 40-man roster stays the same. Exactly. Well, like, just let these fucking kids play. We don't need to see Jake Arrieta anymore. Yeah. And, 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 and the funny thing is is that this team, Philly, has been a total disappointment this year. And you took a look at them, and they looked like they were in a different league than the Cubs. Uh, Bryce Harper this game had five hits. Uh, Reese Hoskins hit one off the freaking scoreboard in left field. Like, every one of their players were just absolutely – you know, McCutcheon was phenomenal. Uh, uh, Didi Gregorius looked like a world beater. I mean, like, these guys look like all-stars, all of them. Yeah. It was amazing. And, and they came in with a worse record than the Cubs, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. The one the one thing, and I don't know how much, because I think we have Trevor Williams longer than just this year, um, uh, right? I mean, isn't he signed through next year as well? I believe so. Yeah, uh, so I, I, anyway, he gave up seven runs. Only three were earned, but he did make it into this game. Uh, <laughs> Which the, makes you wonder and, why he didn't just start the game. Yeah, I'm like, I thought he was a starter. Like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Um, maybe they were going to have him because now we still don't know, I don't think, who's pitching Sunday uh, for the Cardinal or for the Cubs against the Cardinals. Um, I don't think that's been announced. The other two have, uh, obviously, today's been announced. we got Hendo going, but, like, let me see, because I'm wondering, like, oh, yeah, Trevor Williams has actually been announced now. So, um, yeah, I don't know why. May, I thought that maybe he would have been the guy that – he came back. I figured he was going to now start a game. Like, you're throwing everybody else out there, 
to start games uh, for him. Uh, Jake's on the IL. You figure that he would just slot nicely into um, that spot. Anyway, um, he's back. I don't know if that's good. Maybe he's – maybe uh, he'll. Maybe we got something there too. I don't know. Maybe right. I mean, at the, very, at the very least, we get the Richard Williams watching his son clips from Marquis again. Oh, yeah. Sounds great. Um, and then uh, do you have – we don't have to talk about this anymore, except for Javi did have a great game. He, now, Javi's hitting the cover off the ball right now. It, he's connecting instead of striking out, so it's just nice to see. So yeah. how about a poem for uh, game three here? For a, for a win, finally. Uh, Cubs foam 87, Chicago 8, Philly 3. Two outs, no doubts. Just put the ball in play. Cubs played small and got a W today. Jay and Horner, Ortega and Rizzo and Jock, with wisdom to show, base hits better than a solo shot. Mills over Wheeler, great D by Jock and Hayward. Streak is dead, if you haven't heard. That's it. Well, they, isn't it they, so they got Cubs, one. Isn't it so Cubs, though, that the game that they play the best in and win is the game that it was the most likely that they would lose? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zach Wheeler. All, the whole first inning was just about how good fucking Wheeler w- was and has been. And that this and, is going to uh, be tough for the Cubs. And then they just, like, death by a thousand cuts. They, you know, they played that station to station small ball, like you said in the poem. And, and, you know, that is the key to success is like if they can hit all the, they can be fifth in home runs. If you have people on base, they would have won a lot more games. As I said, what was it like? They've got seven, three run homers, not even. Yeah. And you had six guys hitting. I think there was only, I'm not positive. I think there was only like 10 hits in that game, but they all came together. You know, like Cubs have 10 hit games often that are 10 hits spread out one in every inning, you know? Yeah, they get the leadoff man on, strike out three times, get the leadoff man on, strike out three times. Yeah, we've seen that play. Well, and and this game looked terrible constantly, like it was going off the rails because they were two outs when they scored every fucking run. Like, that's when they started to pour it on. It's almost as if Wheeler fell into a little bit of a trap. Like, these guys suck. They haven't been doing anything. I don't have to work that hard or, or, you know, something like something in his head. And he was just off a little bit mentally. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. It is a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. And you can talk to me. Uh, Michael Crawley every Tuesday at 6 o'clock when we do our regular show. Uh, you can talk to other fans. Uh, athletes are on there. Uh, sports insiders. And it's all in real time. Uh, it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news. And uh, you can share your own experiences on the app because it's totally interactive. Okay, once again, it is free. It is an audio-only social media platform. It's just for sports fans. Uh, You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Uh, And you can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, executives. Everybody's on there. So uh, join in on the conversations with me on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. And follow Sun Ranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O Show. And uh, we'll be there uh, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. 
come on through, talk with me, uh, and download the Spotify Green Room app in the iOS or Android app store. Uh, you create your own profile, you link your Twitter, you join the Cubs League, you join the MLB group, and you follow Sun Ranto Show. You'd be notified when my room goes live, okay? Now, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. That's uh, Tuesday at 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Maybe he thought that the that Joe Girardi was going to give him the day off, like they kept doing with uh, with what's it with uh, Degrom and and uh, with uh, uh, Corbin Burns. Maybe they just thought he didn't think he was going to pitch that day. That's what I think happened. Yeah. Other thing that happened is that the Cubs actually hit with runners in scoring position, six for nine. Nice, nice. With runners in scoring position on that game. Yeah, that's and and, and all of a sudden. This offense, and granted, even in 2014, 2013, you're going to some games. Sometimes the Cubs would show up and they'd win some games, put up big numbers. But these are like, you know, let, let me put put up the box score real quick. And, you know, like these are these are the guys that you expect to kind of be out there doing their thing. Peterson goes two for four as your leadoff guy. You know, Bryant scores a run even though he reached on an air. Uh, you know, he gets taken out of the game with the hammy. Wisdom comes in, gets Rizzo with two hits, Horner with two hits, you know, and this is kind of what, what you're expecting out of it, your team. You know, like, all oh, these guys know how to produce. They they know what they're doing. These are professional star baseball players that are worth a lot of money, that are making a lot of money. And then, out of the blue, they completely disappear and look like a, you know, and, you know, when I was at the game, I was at the win. I, lucky me. I was at this game, and I'm like, this feels right. This is what it's always supposed to feel like. Just these great ball players that you love, knowing what they're doing, hitting in timely ways, Wrigley's rocking. Like, that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is, like, what happens the next night where they don't score any runs well, off some bum. But, Danny, what you said, they they completely disappear. They literally completely disappeared. I don't know who the fuck was playing yeah, was to start guys, that game. Yeah. It was like Rizzo and all these other guys. You know, the best thing is we have a text strand for the show, and every I think it's been like almost every day of the week. I'm, I, I just text them like, "What is this lineup? Why, why do we hear this?" Every time I see it, I'm like, "Oh God, what is it this time?" What and I look, and time? fucking Hayward is batting cleanup, and I'm like, <laughs> "Hayward." Is not been hitting that well that yeah. you put him in the fucking four spot yeah. ever. He's like, well, you got a, you got a broken bat single. Let's put him clean up. Um, so, I, but I do have to say before we move on from Craig three I, uh, from uh, game three, I almost forgot about the Craig K- Kimbrell. I'm gonna unbox it here for you. The Craig Kimbrell chia beard. Oh, oh shit. you got the chia beard. I did. Well, I found it after the game because like people didn't give a fuck because this is the, one of the dumbest giveaways I've ever seen in my life. So I got the chia beard. I just spilled seeds all over my desk too here. <laughs> take, take a look at this spitting image of Craig Kimball right there. You can see looks just like him. Oh, my God. You you would never think that was anybody other than Craig Kimball right there. Uh, the seeds, they look like poppy seeds. But I guess what you're supposed to do, and I read, it, you know, it comes in this box here. Got him doing the pterodactyl on the side. But what you were supposed to do, I guess, was you uh, go to – uh, you're supposed to dip the planter in water, and then you spread the seed mixture evenly on the beard portion of the planter using a yeah. small knife 
or spoon or your fingers, and then you let the the seeds adhere, and uh, and, and you just let, and then pretty soon you get a, a chia beard going on. So uh, the guy I went to the game with, a lot of you people that are watching the show, you might know Irish Irish Allen, uh, good friend of mine, and we we go to a lot of games together. And he got himself a chia beard and decided to follow the instructions there. And so he texted me this picture last night of Craig Kimball's. He did. He, he followed the instructions, but all the seeds, they fell off his face. And I just, it, it doesn't even work. And um, anyway. I was wondering about that. I had a chia pet way back in the day uh, that we called Dennis Rodman because he had green hair. And the the seeds sit on top of the head. Yeah, if so it's on put a it face, underneath, it's yeah. gonna fall down. It's gonna fall. And put the picture and I, back up again because I think what's gonna happen is that Craig Kimbrell's gonna have the hairiest ass chest. It's gonna be like nineteen seventies. He's gonna need like a gold medallion. Well, you're actually growing Craig Kimbrell's hair, but from the bottom up. Uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I guess they didn't consider gravity in the design of this. But um <laughs> But I actually, at this point, it, it kind of looks like Joe Madden <laughs> a little bit, doesn't it? Can't you see the resemblance of Joe Madden? It, Maybe it's it, it could be anybody. Yeah, it really <laughs> could be. It reminds me of a couple years ago, Carl, you probably know what I'm talking about. There was like a Chris Bryant bobblehead, I believe, that just could have been anybody. Which it one was like that? Tyler, it looked like Tyler Saladino. It was yeah, the, the the funniest thing is 2016 was the greatest year as a Cup fan. It was some of the worst bobbles. They had like Chris Bryant that had like sunglasses on his head. It was the rookie of the year, and it just looked like trash. Yeah. Uh, Jose Orlando Mercado from Puerto Rico writes in. He says, I got a Kimbrel Chia beard from when I went to Fenway in 2018. It sucked worse than Kimbrel did in his first two okay, seasons. Okay, so. Cup. It's not even an original idea. I did see that too. That That's what I'm wondering. Like, they did this. In Boston as well, yeah. and God, it, so you would think that there'd be a Kimbrel Chia beard picture on the internet somewhere, right? Yeah, there somebody is. out there looked for that. No, I, I saw it on Twitter the other day. I was going to. Oh, it actually it, yeah. one that it, actually worked. Yeah. Uh, so it, no, it, it it existed. I mean, I don't. I didn't know. I saw the package of it. I didn't see it. Right. Well, I want to see somebody's <laughs> real. Well, I mean, maybe we could do that. I mean, this season, yeah. the rest of this season is going to suck ass. Maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll try to get this Chia beard going, and we could check in with the progress every week <laughs> all through yeah. the offseason, <laughs> see if I can keep this beard alive. Um, in fact, I was wondering, like, what will happen first? Will the beard grow first, or will Craig Kimbrell get traded? I'm not – I mean, it's probably about the same. If I Let's, hear now, the game four, let's hear the game four poem. Oh wait! Okay. One more thing about Game Three, Alec Mills. Everybody, I'm so I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I know he's not the greatest pitcher in the world, but he's but he's done everything asked to him, and he has not imploded like some of these other assholes. So I just got to say, I think Alec Mills. If this is going to be the kind of year it is, let him prove it. Let him, uh, you know, get better, and let maybe he can be a you know a strong piece of your either uh, a long man or a starter or like however you're going to use him in the future. I think I think or, uh, again, or get him in there starting games, get some innings under his belt so that maybe in a couple of weeks, he actually would have had some sort of trade value. Like we were talking about with Davies. He's got the same fucking sort of makeup. Like he's never going to be a starter. You're not going to get anything amazing from him, but 
that's who you're hoping to get a couple of A guys, right? You get a couple of A guys for Mills because he could possibly be a fifth starter and come out of the bullpen for an actual contending team. With an Alec Mills, I don't think there's a lot of value. I think you have more value keeping him because you're going to need someone to throw innings. I mean, I, I know that there are guys in the minors, but there's not that many that are stretched out, ready to go, and ready for prime time as well. I mean, even now you see Adbert, who's probably the one that's come up this year. He's still working on things. He's still a guy that's going to not really go much longer than four or five. You got, if, you, if Mills can give you some innings, and again, oh. and if next year is going to be a year that's going to be a retool, he's a good guy to have. He can, he can, a guy like that that can that can do the swing thing. They, they better be fucking spending some goddamn money on somebody else, Crowley. Yeah, Daniel Descalso back. That's what it's going to happen. So yeah, yeah game so, four. Uh, by the way, hold on, real quick. You know, adding to what Crowley was saying about somebody that can throw innings, Robert Stock. For the Mets, had a nice little game there in uh, his second opportunity. This is the guy the fucking Cubs just waved, just yeah. got rid of for no fucking reason whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. That was that was frustrating. You get rid of it, it, you know you get rid of Robert Stock and then uh, you lose Arietta like the next day, pretty much or the next week, and you're like, well, uh, would you rather see what you got with this Stock guy? Anyway, okay. and, and he was funny. It was remind me of like Pigpen. Yeah. I, yeah, that was fucking. I I just had to throw that. In. It reminded me when Crawley said, you know, a guy to throw innings. There you go. Okay, uh, Cubs poem eighty eight, Philly eight, Chicago nothing. Chicago farmhands flailing in fallow fields. They had nothing. Grind, grinding, ground wheat into flour. A miller does his work. Philadelphia eight. So kind of that's the best one. I like kind of having some fun with the uh, with the score there, the farmhands and the Miller. It's just all a bunch of fucking uh, wordplay because it was embarrassing to watch Brad Miller hang three homers on the Cubs. Well, and he he loves hitting at Wrigley. You know, he did it with the Cardinals last year, and that's when we even heard about this guy for the first time because when he came out and was hitting home runs last year for St. Louis, we were like, who? And then he came out and he just just picked up right where he left off, and we, we warned you about him on the last show that Brad Miller was going to fuck us, and there he was doing it. Um, Alzali pitched okay. I mean, it wasn't his best outing. The two home runs, again, five strikeouts, five innings. Uh, he... You know, he, oh, they only let him go 73 uh, pitches, and then they piggybacked him with Corey Abbott, who had just been called up, who didn't do great. They four runs on th- in three innings. And then uh, Adam Morgan, which I don't even know why we even needed him, but we got him anyway. He went out there and also wasn't great. So, gave yeah, him I walk. And yeah. I don't um, even know why he's on the team, to be honest. We could got enough lefties. I would have normally been bitching a bit about that 73-pitch and pulling him, but you know, he did give up the two home runs and they were starting to hit him. So like, I get it. Yeah. But, no, he was done. And, and that's, you yeah. got to treat Alzali like we treated Hendricks back in the day, you know, Maybe, but he's yeah. the only guy that Ross will actually let go. Like he's <laughs> the only one that will actually get to seven, eight innings. You know, he pulls a Hendricks and a Davies who could throw every day and they don't throw hard enough to hurt their own arm. And they never let them guys go. 
And then uh, the hitting was non-existent. They had five hits. They didn't score any runs. Um, not one guy had multiple hits. And the lineup was absolute dog shit. You know, uh, this is the one that one of the games that Crawley wrote to us and said, <laughs> um, "This is what the fuck is this?" Because you had Peterson, Wisdom, Rizzo, Hayward batting fourth. Uh, managed to get a, a broken bat single <laughs> and he, struck out twice. That that's actually been Hayward's mo recently. I think he's just he's purposely cracking every bat so that when he swings, it'll go just over the infield's head. Yeah, he's like, I only use broken bats now. Um, but, but take a Chirinos, look at those. Ortega, Horner, Alcantara, Alcali. I mean, you, you're not giving yourself too much of a chance to win with that lineup. It's just awful. I mean, just looking at it, even the top three, like, look, I love Peewiz. Who doesn't love Peewiz? But it's like, okay, he's starting to get figured. He's, he's starting to get figured out by the league. You know, that's it's it, that's not any shock there. Jock Peterson's been mediocre at best, is what you could say all year. He's been two twenty six. He's got an OPS right. of seven hundred three. Yeah, this he's not a, he's not he's not setting the world on fire. You know what I mean? Rizzo Rizzo has had a down year, but then you just like I said, there is no lineup ever. You know, Rizzo is for. actually having a better year than he did last year, though. Like, it's not I, great, I, I, but I it's throw, not I throw, terrible. I throw 2020 numbers out. I, it, it, traditionally, this is not the kind of year you want to have on your contract walk year. No, you definitely don't want it on your, your contract walk year, but it's it's pretty consistent so far with what he's normally done. A couple of numbers are a little bit worse, but he is, you know, two years older than his last full season. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about this game because it's – it was just – it was so boring. I was kind of mad at how boring it was because, like, you know, I'm doing this Cubs podcast. I got to, you know, watch it kind of to, like, let you get – to so we can make fun of them. But this one was, like, I was disgusted. Like, I was, like, a little disgusted by the team. I'm like, oh, really? You couldn't build on last night's win at all? Like, you just didn't – just didn't show up the next day. I'm like, they, they, they just, I mean, disappeared. And you're like, okay, I guess, all right. Fine, your one-game winning streak, that's what it's going to be. Rick, Rick gets called down. He's like, you better not run out a fucking roster that anybody wants to see in this game. We've won one. That's enough. Well, the you know, I, always, I, I think about it sometimes of, like, if I had media credentials, and literally my first question to David Ross would be, why would you ever dream of putting Jason Hayward in the cleanup spot? What what in what in all the years that he's been here would make you do that? I I don't even get it. Like maybe you put Hayward <laughs> second and then put Rizzo and Pee Wiz or something like that. You can always do a lot of different things. But why would you have Jason Hayward batting right. fourth ever? Can you please show me the numbers that justify Jason Hayward in the fourth spot? Yeah, I'm going to trust that you have them, David. Just show them to me because I don't know what the fuck they are. <laughs> so. Uh, I, Dennis, our Cardinals fan friend, could not join us for this show. He is at Thank work. God. Yeah. But uh, I asked him to send a, a, a little video, and he did. So uh, here's Dennis oh, no. uh, with a little message from a Cardinals fan. What's up, lovable losers? Hi. I know y'all will be really disappointed to know I'm not in the full show. Your favorite Cardinals fan with the upcoming series coming up. But uh, I didn't want to completely deprive you of my profound wisdom i'm not gonna sugarcoat it you know the cardinals suck they're not good this year 
I don't feel great about the season. I'm hoping maybe, you know, second half, we gain a little life, we make some adjustments, we can get a wild card, might pull out a back-end division win. I don't know. I don't know. The Brewers what? are looking good. But Wait, what? We look better than the fucking Cubs. The Cubs suck. The Cubs suck more <laughs> than the Cardinals suck. So this upcoming weekend, I think, I'll take a little a little joy, a little pride, getting a couple of W's, maybe moving a game or two closer to the top, and then we'll see what happens going forward. Probably going to be at the game Saturday night with Danny. So uh, look out for some more outrageous content possibly in the future. Yeah, Go Cardinals. Fuck the Cubs. Hey, everybody, a quick message, uh, last interruption of the show. I, I want you all to join our Patreon campaign. Why? Well, you get the show early, ad-free, and you help the Sunranto show stay on the air. You know, we got bills to pay. We got a website hosting uh, due real quick. Uh, we've got uh, our uh, stream yard that we've got to pay for. We got tickets and beer. We got There's expenses, people. There's expenses with keeping the show on the air, and you should help us pay for it. Um, Go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o, and become a patron today. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. There are 105 other Cubs fans that have done exactly that, and you should join them because it really helps us keep the lights on. Please help the Sunranto Show stay in the air, patreon.com slash sunranto. You can pay all at once. It's like $10. If you buy each one of us a beer... At the ballpark for doing the show, that's like $3 level. If you want the photographs and you want the uh, music, it's $5 level. If you want to get your name on the end of our live recording as a, as a special supporter of the San Ranto show, that's a $10 level. I know some of you guys can afford it. Um, if, you're, if you love Cubs baseball and Cubs talk and you want to help us out, then please become a patron. Patreon.com slash and I won't bother you again about this because you'll be getting the free ad-free feed straight to your Patreon account. But you don't you gotta listen to ads like this one. You could you don't need to. You don't need to. One dollar will change all that. Patreon.com slash Back to the show. <laughs> oh my god. Cardinals fans are maybe the most delusional fan base I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. They, right, all we're talking about, Cubs were in first fucking place for like a month, and we're like, this team sucks. The Cardinals are in fourth behind this shitty team, and he's talking about a backdoor right. division championship. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, what the yeah, fuck? You, well, you win, listen, you win the World Series with 83 wins, it makes you believe things can happen <laughs> for you. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, And this is one of those divisions. You don't know that Milwaukee's not going to falter down. The, they're, they are one pitcher injury away from them falling off a cliff. You know what I mean? Look at what's happening with the Dodgers right now. They lost Bauer and Kershaw. Like, yeah. You know, I was I was these things fully, happen in a season. I was fully prepared for Dennis to give us all sorts of shit about the Cubs sucking, but the Cardinals but the division, as a yeah. division winner that that just fucking caught me out of the left field. No idea. I mean, well, and even beating bring us, on your Pirates friend. You know, let's see, let's hear him talk about how the Pirates are going to win. Fucking I mean, everybody, I guess, is going to win the division now. 
But yeah. you know the Cardinals. The Cardinals have had. You know, I know a lot of teams have had injuries, but my lord, the IL for the Cardinals. Yeah, it's rough. Carlos Martinez just went down um, with another STD. I can't believe it. Which when when Carlos when Carlos Martinez goes down, everybody's getting yeah, every, STDs. everybody's getting sick. <laughs> I just don't, I, I do not want to know the St. Louis version of the Chia Carlos Martinez. <laughs> It comes with crabs, <laughs> like, like little sea monkeys just swimming around his genitals. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you some of these injuries here too because they are injured. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, their left fielder, injured. It was day to day, but I don't know if he's going to be back. Um, Cody Whitley, uh, relief pitcher. Jack Flaherty went down. He's on the sixty day. Uh, he's their ace. Miles Mikolas is on the 60-day. He's expecting to come back by the All-Star break or um, maybe after the All-Star break, according to Derek Gould of the St. Louis Dispatch. <laughs> I know I know, Crawley hates that guy. You're like, he's like, oh, Everybody hates that guy. He's the reason people like Dennis are fucking delusional. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, we could still do it. It's mathematically possible to win the World Series. Um, <laughs> D- Daniel Ponce de Leon. Uh, he's on the 10-day. Uh, he could be back. And then uh, a bunch of Dakota Hudson was out w- with the elbow. He's trying to get back by the end of the year. Jordan Hicks, their closer, is out until at least August. So, like, that's like an entire pitching staff. They With those guys healthy, they are at the top. of the, That's way better pitching staff than on their injured list than we were ever even going to have going into the year. It is because Wayno's performing this year. Because Wayno's doing great. He's forty fucking years old, and he's doing better than any pitcher on our team. So um, they would be right there, I think. Um, but the Cubs have managed to beat them this year. They're five and one against the Cardinals. We swept them at Wrigley last time. Uh, we've outscored them thirty-two to thirteen. Uh, the the uh, they are twenty and twenty-seven on the road, but we're even worse than that. So. Um, They've recently lost three or four to Colorado, a bad team. Well, and- well, uh, but they were in Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Colorado is actually somewhat good at home, but they are absolutely beyond abysmal on the road. So, Just like the Cubs. So, But they managed to take two of three from the Giants. The Cardinals did. Yeah. So – uh, they're not, you know, they can run into some wins. Uh, they were off yesterday, so their bullpen is fully rested. And uh, offensively, they're terrible. They are 25th in OPS, although the Cubs are now 18th. They've really fallen off that cliff. Uh, the Cards are 8th worst in home runs. Uh, they are 21st in walks. Uh, they are uh, actually they don't strike out a lot. I'll say that much for them. They they are middle of the league in stealing bases, and the Cubs have only scored twenty one more runs than that team. So, uh, as I said before, the Cubs are sixth in homers, but they just never never anybody on base. Uh, the Cubs bullpen is still second in the majors somehow, and uh, if you think of we have a. Tough bullpen. Uh, imagine what it could be. But they were lights out for a month, so I mean, well, they using the spider tack. You know, yeah. You know, if we really think about that, it was three guys. <laughs> there was yeah. three guys who were lights out, and then every so often, we hoped a guy could get in there. Yeah. Tapera really wasn't injured. He just needed to learn how to throw a ball without the 
spider tech. That's that's what I'm thinking too. It'll be interesting to see what he does because he's back today, right? Yeah, it, yeah, he's the one who he came back for um, Wick. So uh, yeah, their their bullpen has an ERA a, a run higher. The Cards do not give up home runs out of their bullpen. The Cubs are tied for ninth, so kind of middling. Uh, the Cards. Here's what you got to do. If you remember this in the last series when their bullpen walked everybody, they still do. They walk everybody. Uh, do not swing at any pitch, pitches from their bullpen. They are a ball. Just let them walk in. Uh, and the the Cubs, uh, they uh, are number one in strikeouts in the major leagues out of the bullpen. The Cards are eighth worst. Uh, the defense, both teams are average. Their durr is a little bit better than ours at 7'11 towards the top of the league. Ours is 7'09. And um, Yachty's only thrown out 33% of base dealers this year. So he's lost a step. He's not doing what he used to do. He used to be at like 40, 50%. Now he's at 33. The Cubs, though, and I know this is a lot of our pitchers being slow to the plate, Wilson has only thrown out 20% of base runners this year. And I think that's mostly on our pitching, don't you? Yeah, you got guys that don't throw really fast. You got guys, you know, we talked about Arietta taking forever to get to the plate. You got a lot of young pitchers. I don't, I don't blame anybody. I don't blame any of the catchers. How's that? Yeah, I don't either. Uh, especially Wilson with that arm. You know, he's he was he's trying to pick dudes off first, second, third. Like he doesn't care. He'll throw down anywhere. Um. So the weather, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful today. Uh, seventy-two degrees high. It should be 69 degrees just at game time, nice. uh, which is in uh, 40 minutes. And um, Saturday, uh, there's a chance of rain. Sunday, there's a chance of rain. Might get some showers. It'll be nice, though, in the in the low to mid-70s. Not so hot. It's kind of weird for July that it's not uh, boiling and super humid. Well, it's obviously really humid. If it's raining, it's 100% humidity at that point. But, um, yeah, it's not, it's not so hot like it can be. Um, if you are going to any of these games – uh, go to uh, sunranto.com slash StubHub, and um, what you do see is you click on our – got to have your ad blocker off. And um, if your ad blocker is off, then you'll see, like, two ads, and they're, and you just click on them. They're HTML ads, and you click on them, and then uh, you buy your tickets, and we get a dollar. And um, I will say this much. I've been looking at all day the tickets, and Cubs Cardinals, beautiful – Mid, uh, it's middle of July day, uh, thirty bucks, thirty but thirty dollars for two tickets. Uh, right now twenty dollars. You can get it in for twenty dollars plus the fees. I was going to say that it's going to be empty in there on just like the perfect day to go. Not hot, you know, comfy. Like and it's still going to be yeah. It, but tickets are dropping precipitously. You go out there and you and you know you got Jed saying, hey, we're sellers, you know, the only reason people are showing up now is to say goodbye. <laughs> it's like all you got. So if you're if you're buying tickets, use our links. It's no skin off your back. It doesn't cost you an extra cent. It just helps us. The matchups, okay. Uh, today, uh, this is getting to everybody a little bit late, but in fact, they're probably saying the exact words on the radio right now <laughs> that I'm giving you now. So sorry. We're, podcast, we're saying it better, though. This is why you should become a Patreon supporter, because uh, you could actually hear this uh, today. Um, anyhow, you got lefty. We're facing a couple lefties. Lefty Wade LeBlanc, 0-1 with a 424. 
He's going up against Kyle Hendricks today. He's 10 of 4 with a 383. Here's what LeBlanc did last time. Well, first of all, he got his ass traded from the Orioles to the Cardinals. And um, they were they were kind of using him out of the pen um, at the end of games, too. Uh, the Orioles were. Now, I guess he's starting games. So he started uh, the last two for the Cardinals because they're all injured. Carlos Martinez now, uh, just to mention, is out. He's done okay in um, – Let's see, nine, uh, ten innings. He's only given up one run on seven hits uh, in those last two games against Arizona and Colorado. Well, those are bad teams. Uh, the Cubs do have a, a little bit of uh, experience. Hayward's seen him the most and is batting 357 with a home run. Jake Marisnik, exact same numbers, 357 with a home run. Um, and then uh, Anthony Rizzo, though. Here's my pick to perform. Five for six with three home runs off of LeBlanc, people. Uh, is he? Is, are you putting him in, him in as your beat the street, Crawley? I am. All right. Rizzo, five for six, three dogs off of um, LeBlanc. And then uh, Kyle Hendricks is going out there. He was good last time. He went uh, – the Cubs lost, but he gave up one run on five hits. On the 4th of July, went six innings. Uh, it was, was pretty good. He faced the Cardinals on June 12th. He gave up two runs through six. And he faced the Cardinals on May 21st. He gave up one earned run, three runs total, on seven hits through 6.2. So he pitches well against the Cardinals. And um, here's what – and the numbers prove it out. Um, they don't – collectively, they've seen him 292 plate appearances. They're batting 224 with a 628 OPS. Uh, Nolan Arenado – He's got three home runs off of him. I think that, you know, Paul Goldschmidt does pretty well, but at least he doesn't hit dongs off of him. Matt Carpenter has a couple of dongs. But, you know, other than that, I feel like ultimately you can always count that the Maddox that he pitched was against the Cardinals. So uh, then game two, you got, um, what's his name? Quang Hyun Kim. This game will be on Fox 615. I'll be there with Dennis. Uh, Quang. Uh, he went out there against San Francisco. This is hard to do. Three hitter, seven innings, no runs. Uh, but they were putting the ball in play. Only two walks, only two strikeouts. Gave up one run on, in five innings to Arizona. Uh, he's got a 339 ERA. He's a decent pitcher, and uh, he's not injured, which I think is the thing the Cardinals like most about him right now. Uh, Kim, uh, Cubs haven't seen him much. Javi's got a double. That's it. That, uh, only two at bats total. And then uh, Zach Davies is going out there. He's five and five with a four twenty eight. Uh, he also faced St. Louis last time he went out there. Uh, and uh, well, not last time. On June thirteenth, he faced St. Louis. Went six point two innings, no runs on two hits. Had a great outing. Uh, he faced St. Louis uh, on May twenty third. No runs on four hits. Only went five innings. And so he's been really good against them. And then last time he went out there. He, against Philadelphia, where he talked about it, he gave up two runs on four hits, and then the Cubs didn't score. Um, cards versus Dave. We're going to talk about taking. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we're, not, we're not taking any rectal temperatures yet. Um, the, so, the Cardinals, so excited to get that rectal temperature in. While, while the Cardinals don't like hitting off of Kyle Hendricks, they do like hitting off of Kyle Hendricks' light, Zach Davies. Um, Matt Carpenter with three home runs. A 462 batting average. Uh, you also have home runs from Arenado and Harrison Bader, who's four for five and hitting 800. 
Um, yeah, the numbers are much better. 149 total plate appearances and a 298 batting average and an 882 OPS collectively. So make do that with it what you will. Uh, the final game, uh, Adam Wainwright, he's 7-7 seven and seven with a 358 ERA. He's had a good year. Uh, we saw him back on May 23rd, and he kicked our ass. One hitter, eight innings, no runs, seven Ks. I was like, this guy's got to be on the juice. The Cubs versus Adam Wainwright uh, don't do great. Uh, Ian Happ, though, maybe will have himself a game. He's got four home runs out of his eight hits in 17 at-bats. And, um, you know, that you doesn't get much better than this, but Wilson and uh, Hobby suck off of him. So uh, then the Cubs, they're going to throw out uh, Trevor Williams, I guess, who we just talked about a little bit ago. He's um, he did terribly against uh, Philadelphia in his first time back. He gave up seven runs, and three of them were earned, six hits and 3.2 innings. Didn't go well, but his last start against Pittsburgh before he got hurt, was good. Uh, so, but do with it. Ha- he hasn't been great. He's got a 551 run average. His dad's very proud of him, though. And uh, here's what the Cardinals have done off of Trevor. Uh, it's not good. It's really bad. They're batting 314. They got an 896 OPS. Matt Carpenter's got three home runs. Like, I can just see Matt Carpenter coming in. Uh, Cardinal fans hate him now because he's not good anymore. But you can just see Matt Carpenter coming in having one of those, like, resurgent series where Cardinal fans are like, see, he's a Hall of Famer. But, yeah, Paul Goldsmith batting 389, DeJong 350, Molina bats 333, Nolan Avocados three for six with a dog. Like, it's not good. Um, and then, um, yeah, so the, I guess those, those are your matchups. Now let's take ourselves a rectal temperature. Today we're going to talk about Taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, everything's terrible. Everything's everything's awful. Uh, that being said, I say we sweep the Cardinals. <laughs> Just there for fun. Why not? I mean, I'm kind of feeling that too because they are terrible. But here's the thing. It's going to be three games, all extra innings, and clown ball decides them. It's going to be 0-0 through nine for three straight games with, with like, errors. There's going to be no earned runs in this series. I love how we've been bashing them for an hour and 24 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweet. I'm sweet. But it's the only – like the, the, Fucking Cardinals are even worse. Danny read through the injury list. Yeah, I mean, they got no team. They they've got nobody on their team. Yeah, and and I, I just I I get why not? I mean, at this point, this should feel familiar to they're, fans. They're, they're five and one on the season, right? Yeah, like just, I, don't, I got the Cubs go, losing the series one to two. I think they win tonight. They have no chance against Wainwright because they never do. And uh, and then we'll see. I don't think they're going to be able to touch Kim either. I think they're going to be flummoxed, and, and that's going to be that. I think they're going to lose. And Saturday night, you know it's going to be rough uh, because it's Fox National Network. The, and the all, and it's, it'll be unwatchable. I'm so glad I'm going to this game because you think that the national broadcast have been talking about the Cubs selling off 
in all the one-year deals up until now. Well, now it'll be just unwatchable. It'll be all your favorite players are going to be gone. And if they're not, that means the best we can hope for is a, a compensatory pick. <laughs> and then you kick the can even further down the road because those kids are even younger than double A. Yeah. In, unless there's like some college bat, then, you know, maybe. But um, quick announcements, uh, and then we'll shut up. Uh, we got uh, the Bleacher Bum Band July 24th. That is two weeks from tomorrow. And we're going we're gonna to play some rock and roll. We're going to have fun rest of this season, regardless of what state this team is in. And so come on out. It's only 12 bucks. Come on out to the game. Buy your tickets through us. Sun Rancho StubHub. And then come see the Bleacher Bum Band. It's $12. And uh, these flexing cubes, TFCs, what you got? I don't know. I I have one, but it's not in the feed. I'll just have to read it. But okay. there's oh, no pictures. Old-fashioned old style. Old-fashioned style. So mine comes from the umpire scorecards uh, from the last game with the Cubs. Bruce Dreckman overall favored the Cubs by .59 runs, his calls did. And they still didn't score anything. <laughs> and Drew says... Cubs had to cheat and still lost. Sad. And Cubs in four said, did you see their lineup? LOL. They need all the help they can get. So, you know, I guess they need more help than Dreckman throwing the game for them. Yeah, maybe Dreckman can pitch. <laughs> this is uh, right here. I got one from Dave. Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, wrong one. Sorry. Uh, if I look here, it is from... Amanda, and I like to say goddamn after this one because it's a good one. Can we get Arietta a failed starter shirt? <laughs> yeah. You can borrow Chaffins. All the bullpen guys wear those failed starter shirts. Is it, uh, is it uh, maybe Jake gets one uh, of his own? Yeah, yeah he's, he's yep. way too egotistical to ever let that happen to him. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So I, I like to – I mean – I don't know if you guys saw that, you know, some teams are still not allowing their radio crew to travel with the team. So John, John Sterling or or TV, uh, the Phillies TV crew was in Philly this week. Okay. So John Sterling and Susan Waldman, who called Yankees games, uh, John Sterling, you know, they're calling the game off the monitor. And all of a sudden, John Sterling calls a home run. He's like, it is high. It is far. It is gone. And there's John Sterling voice. And then um, it happened to be a replay. And then he was showing on the monitor. And he's like, well, I don't care. It's like, it's yeah. on the monitor. What do you want me to do? And then, um, so, so people, I mean, I think people were just having fun with that. And just joking uh, joking around about it. I didn't see anybody that was, like, criticizing John Sterling for that happening or anything like that. But right. Len Casper yep, I must have that. seen something. Because he comes out and he goes, shame on everyone making light of a baseball broadcaster calling a replay as live action. He's calling with – he's missing an L, by the way, in the word calling – um, calling, he's calling the game off a monitor, all caps. Like, dude, Len Casper goes Trump in this fucking post, like big time. <laughs> he's he's calling the game off a monitor. 
you look at your scorecard, live read grid, and look up and see a guy hit a home run, and you aren't there, you call it. Problem isn't him. It's the awful situation he's in. So that's cubish enough. But then <laughs> some guy, Swamp Donkey, writes <laughs> to Len Casper. Swamp Donkey. <laughs> Swamp, Swamp Donkey says, Len, I love you, guy, but I think you've been hanging around Steve Stone too much. <laughs> so I was like, dude, Len, I mean, I get it. It sucks, but, like, settle the fuck down. And um, nothing I'm, is nothing is worse than hearing a media person getting upset and like defending media people for like having little things like this. Fucking Sterling didn't care. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he made a mistake. Nobody gives a shit. It doesn't matter. And then when you have somebody come out like that, it immediately just makes you like, shut the fuck it up. It was just like, funny. Yeah. It was, it, and the Len took it real serious. I mean, obviously, this sucks for a lot of these guys. So maybe he's, you know, kind of voicing his issues. And and you know what, John Greenberg did a piece in the Athletic saying it's it's time to get these guys back here. MLB oh, yeah. give yourself a better product, and they don't. But it is their job is much harder because they just they are basically whatever they see on the camera angle, they don't see it on their own. It makes it so much more complicated. But John Greenberg didn't freak out and write all caps. He just said, I wrote an article about this. It's time to get these guys back in the booth. And, you yeah. know, just gave an explanation. Don't have to freak well, out. Yeah, that, that's all it is. It's like, ah, you know, John Sterling screwed up. It was funny. Uh, and how about we all watch it and laugh? And Susie, what's her name? Uh, she does a great job, too, from the Susan, Yankees. Susan Waldman, yeah. Waldman, like, if you listen to her, she's real sarcastic, kind of like, it's a real great way to call a game. You know what I mean? Like, it just sucks what we're doing. But she was, like, kind of needling the whoever's not letting them do it. Like, yeah. That's what you do. Needle yeah. the fucking people who make goddamn decisions. Quit fucking yelling at the fans, you yeah. assholes. Yeah, we're just joking around, man. So this um, DFC has to do with the Chicago Cubs here. The Chicago Cubs advertising. Whoever thought you'd have to advertise to get people to come to a Cubs-Cardinals game in July? But the Chicago Cubs had a little video. It says, when you walk in this ballpark, no matter how many times you walk in the ballpark, it's magic. Come together. After a season unlike any other experience, what it was like when Wrigley Field welcomed fans back 100% capacity. And aisle 424 says, we're back to selling the ballpark experience. Time is a flat circle. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I, I want it to be known that on this podcast, we have been on the PK Ricketts fucking, like, that's our obvious shirt, PK Ricketts, because we've been saying this shit for years, and people are just starting to catch on, like, nope, they're not going to do anything with this team. It's all about the fucking real estate and making the the field nicer yeah, they for even, people. They, they even thickened the ivy. How many balls got caught in the ivy in this last season? Like, they're like... More ivy, put more ivy. The fans love it. <laughs> so not every freaking ball. Like they're, they are going to find Andre Dawson. Do you, um, do you guys have another one here? I, I have actually kind of two. I'll start with this one though. Um, this one, this is a hat that was just kept. What is with all these stupid hats that they keep putting out? You mean every day, Lids has a new fucking hat they're trying to sell you. So this one, and it's kind of cool. They've got kinda. There's three patches on this hat. There's a 1907 Cubs World Series patch. There's a 1908 World Series patch. 
there is a World Series 2016 patch. And then on the back, though, it says three times World Series champions. And to me, like, and I got to ask you guys, that is a self-own. You yeah. have a franchise <laughs> that's been around for 150 years and you've won it three times? It's the oldest franchise in the league only behind Boston because they fucking started out like and didn't have the Chicago Fire like slow up their run. That's well, it. you know this this hat is nowhere near as bad as another one that came out recently. It looks like it oh, says Coob, the C O O B S weird one. We're like, oh, the Coobs, yeah, the Coobs. That one was weird. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? But but here's the thing: is that like if I think like. Like, when I'm looking at this, if they would have put the 1907 one back and then the 1908 one over one panel, and then the 2016 has an alternate patch that looks like the 1907, move that over one, I don't think it would be that bad. But here's the thing. There's a there's a place that's called – for. luckily, I, I, this is one hobby I'm not into is Hat Club. Hat Club is very popular, and the hats go for big money. They sell out fast as hell, and, and they come up with all these kind of crazy designs like – um, MBD Chicago, who takes a lot of photographs, is a big hat club guy, like gets all of them. Like, so when he went the other day, he wore like, remember the National League All-Star game when it was in San Diego and they had the brown and gold jerseys? There was like yeah. a hat club one that was like the brown and gold, but had like the angry 84 bear like I got on mine here. So it's like, I think they're trying to kind of capitalize on hat club's popularity. They're just doing a much shittier job. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine and that. And I knew this back in 2016, but that 2016 World Series patch is ugly as shit. I mean, they fucking failed with that one. The the 08 and and 07 ones are nice. But there, but there's I've a six nice ones. There's a 16 what? patch that's there's a 2016 patch that's different than the one I, they use. I might have it one, right. Yes, no, I I know exactly which one you're yeah. talking about. That's the actual kind of nice one that looked like those two, except for. There it is. Yeah, I actually have one of those upstairs in my house. Those are the nice ones, but that's not the one they show ever. It's I. They're all the same. I got 07. I, I've yet to put this on something, but oh yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe maybe I'll buy a hat and iron these on and put three and and have a three time world champion yeah. stitched on there. Yeah. Now I'll I'll put four times just to confuse everybody. Just like in my Cubs of '69 song, which there's just like bad information in there, but I'm not going to change it <laughs> just to make people yeah. angry. Uh, well, I got one more. Does anybody else have another one? No, I, I don't. This doesn't work as a, uh, as a TFC, but I did want to bring up, have you guys been clocking the Nicholas Castellanos uh, home run in the middle of the eulogy? Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George Gorman is like the father of a long time like Royals uh employee and so during the Royals broadcast they're they're eulogizing it just fucking going on and on like like a goddamn book Shiambi bullshit fucking won't shut the fuck up there's a goddamn baseball game going on and Castellanos hits a fucking home run right in the middle of it and it was fucking Amazing. Yeah. Really the hysterical was. thing about it is all of a sudden, like, the guy instantaneously knew he was going to get, like, like totally, like, put on Twitter and shit because it was like, I hate to do this. There's never a good time during a eulogy, but there's a home run. Like, he knew. Yeah. Like, that was gonna Just be- don't do a fucking eulogy 
Well, there's guys batting. That's how you get around that shit. Do yeah, it before and, the game, and, and, after the game, something. And the great Arnie Harris used to do it as you were going to commercial. Yeah. And we like yeah, to cut a commercial. And, right, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's la- just so last, ridiculous. Last one. Uh, Ex-Cubs beat writer uh, Carrie Musket has written a book. And Book Authority tweeted out about her book, said, Bravo, Carrie Musket. We're delighted to inform you that Banks to Sandberg to Grace made it to our list of best basketball books of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a picture of her book, Banks to Sandberg to Grace, and a, and a logo that they made, best basketball books of all time. Picture of Wrigley Field on the front of the book. <laughs> because apparently they play basketball in baseball stadiums. But Carrie was very generous. You know, She wrote, that's very kind. However, it's a book about Cubs baseball, not basketball. So uh, hopefully somebody didn't lose their job there. I, I would have I would have doubled down and been like, it's so fucking good. It's the best basketball book as well. You know, like something like that. But do you think, think they got confused because of the word banks? Do they like a bank shot? I like, know that softball Uncle Jeff actually did like a Photoshop and actually had a like – uh, Ernie Banks dribbling, Mark Grace dribbling, and uh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just found a, a, a Fergie Jenkins playing for the Globetrotters. Yeah, there you go. I was just going to say, do a little. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, there's the show. Uh, for all the podcast listeners, uh, you know, sorry it's a little late, uh, but don't blame us. It should have been a day game yesterday. You know, should like you know, it should have been a day, and, and uh, then we would have come to you last night. But instead, uh, we're coming to you this morning. This is the only time we get together. But you know, Cubs, Cubs sweep, and I, and I can guarantee it because I'm going to play a little fuck the Cardinals right now, and uh, that should get that should get us going. If you want to see Dennis tomorrow and do something to him, we'll be at the game. I'm not sure where <laughs> we're sitting yet, but uh, we'll be there. It'll be he'll be the guy in the Cardinals jersey with me. So. He'll he'll be wearing like a QAnon hat. I mean, the dude's delusional. He's losing his goddamn mind. Yeah, and thanks to all the Patreon supporters. Please support us, patreon.com slash sunranto. It's only a buck, and it's how we keep the lights on here. We just had to spend $200 on the website. So, Oh, and, and, hey, get your shit together. If you have an iOS, unfortunately, I don't think the Android works. Get the Green Room app from Spotify and show up over there on Tuesdays. You can talk. The people listening can be the people talking. If you ever wanted to jump in and have a be part of the conversation, that's where you do it. We need more people over there. Yeah, Tuesday. We, we had a, we had a good conversation group last time. Good mix. Yeah, we had a yeah. good mix. I think we could. I could see getting that thing going um, and having fun with it. In fact, I, I forgot to release it as a podcast, so sorry about <laughs> that. I just, I just remembered that. Well, you can release that anytime. It's not like we were... Uh, time sensitive with our information there no no all right well spagog let's get it game starts in 10 minutes let's get it
Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. 
funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com.